okay this is just getting right to it because there was so much there really is so much to be said about dante just i'm sorry or the the first part uh, inferno because it just keeps on reappearing in my conversations and how i interact with people i'm not saying i'm not saying that this is the word of god because it really is not but it has so much potential to creating a genuine interest in the bible and um the language of the bible and how we speak on the streets like how we speak to one another so it's like i see how the or major how like why we assign so much importance to the fact that it's written in the vernacular written in a way that written in the language that people speak right right being written in a language where people can speak it's kind of like saying i'm going to speak doctor to you in speech like you know and what is doctor speech you know and then i think what i'm saying is there's like a med- a list of developed medical terminology where those who become doctors derive from like there's a large degree of academia and then they go to med school where they become a doctor, where they learn to speak doctor. And for the common person that we assume does not speak pastor or like Bible or even they, they've never been raised in any church. Actually, really, they actually live very far away from the church. They're um, a part of a tribal, a tribe, you know, let's say. And so this is like the 13th century, sorry, 14th century, 1300s. Um, and it's kind of like it, 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 I was thinking about the idea that they're speaking about the Black Death or they're living through the Black Death, and I I feel like it is important, like um, to for us to for us, like I really want to like say what our times is like modern times, present presence, presentism. I think I've heard presentism, <laughs> the idea that you're present in your you know given year or your time period, but um. It'd be easier just to like because we're not in modernity anymore right and i think there's antiquity and um i like but i think it's like post or there's a term see i think i last time i couldn't figure out what that term was but i know antiquity or we're, we're speaking ancient thinkers ancient texts um bc stuff right and then you move on like oh there's there's all that like because like well i don't i do not know the time period's name for is it classical you know, um, where, where St. Augustus and, uh, eventually Aquinas. So like all of that period, it's like a thousand years. What's going on? You know, why isn't there books that we could remember? There's no, uh, printing press yet. I know that's important, but like, what's going on there? Why aren't, why isn't there text? You know, but the, the Thomas Aquinas, he comes out with his, um, Summa Theologica in, like 1100, the 1100s and or 1200s or so, Dante's born, born like right around that period. So I think it's curious that 100 years later, Black Death hits and Dante starts to publish his Inferno. And he's talking about ideas that maybe not everyone has been exposed to. Um, maybe like if there's no printing press, how are people even reading about the Summa Theologica? I think a very interesting way and how it ties to it because it mentions the um, Divine Comedy multiple times throughout its series. But I enjoy the film Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons, the um, film by Ron Howard, and it's with uh, Tom Hanks when he's has has like a, a pretty significant hairstyle. It's a it's a curious movie though. So um, naturally, like I've been, I've always those are like my favorite movies. And I um, am watching it, and I I have always gotten the Inferno like references because it's like again like one of those mediums that may like it's like oh they mentioned Divine Comedy do you want to read it I'm like no no like I tried to but I didn't finish it because it's three parts and um, after the first part you are I would say drained (laughs) I was drained I was I was engaging with it in such a way that was like um yeah the good word would be nuance or like 
it was experimental in the sense that I wanted to experience it, you know, I wanted to live it, feel it, understand it. And I think at that ending with just getting the hell out of hell, it's really, it dives it like, that's like the theme, you know, it's like, this stuff's disgusting. Get me out of this poem. You know, I'm tired of listening to this poem, but it's so good that you just keep on coming back to it because you learn. You're, I think you're like actually learning about it. You like have the opportunity to learn about it every day, like as you live. You know, it's like a text, um, an alive, a living text. Um, another document referred to as a living document is the Constitution. Another one. It's like the very essence of the universe, you know, the word of God, because God spoke it into existence. Like that's what we, um, the language we use, uh, what, what, what lay people, what church people like, and the church as a whole and people that get associated with the church because they were a cross or uh, someone that identifies as a Christian creates, <laughs> makes people think about, um, you know, that they're the church right they're just a part of the church like the body of christ is a you know it's a group of people that love each other you know sufficiently um and they understand that because it's a part of the doctrine it's a part of that living document that humans are imperfect they they really and it's a uh it's an augustinian um idea uh, the developed and consequential idea of original sin which is hard to understand you know and the way that it ends up being developed through church literature like the Summa Theologica and how we interpret situations of sin and even um, the opportunities to demonstrate the goodness of God it's in those it's in those moments that we um or through those i guess those texts and whatnot like i'm saying in choosing like what is right because you read it somewhere or were taught it through this system um you get to see that um the morality of it come to life um in your choices right in the choices you make you get to see like what if you're doing something you just don't know is a sin so to speak right and it's just like I don't know that that's bad like I didn't know that was a crime you know I didn't know that was um just in an in, 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 in I would because you know we have inalienable rights so I'm assuming that if we infringe on someone's without even knowing that we have thus committed a um, a social sin right uh, we have broken a law and um you know typically like a moral code book like a religious text like typically like the ones you could think of um and what they teach on how we treat others uh kind of check a lot of boxes off and like um like in in law like in constitutional law like because we have been made up of these roles in, in our religions they kind of teach us to be good citizens right they teach us something they teach us that a um, body of people should behave in a certain way and before I mean that, that's why like, it's interesting that even in academia or like the intellect the schools of intellect and the shaping of society based off of just um, intellectualism you know like just things of of academia really you know it was like where's the beginning of academia like you think of Aristotle you think of Socrates it's interesting because like I had mentioned that it's even like for myself, language, vernacular. How do people speak about this stuff? I am not living in the 14th or 1400s. I'm not, I would say around like 1370. I'm not living in that time. Let's say 1370. I'm not living in that time. So um, I had mentioned that the Divine Comedy does not does not talk about Aristotle and I was greatly wrong. Uh, they do mention Aristotle. I, and basically like what the hell they mention them is through this coin like, Hermage, which is like if you know you know <laughs> um i should pull that up because it's kind of curious how they there's um dante refers to him as the philosopher right 
and the I guess it's Inferno 4 131 so Kanto 4 uh, line 131 um, Aristotle is met is is written as the master of those who know so I they I messed up I said that they had not mentioned him they don't like write his name and I think so it's interesting that I was able to learn again that that they didn't mention Aristotle as, as they should you know like he um is is, is they say in the, like the poem in Dante's poem, so Dante has this great respect for him, which makes sense because I learned that his teacher was uh, Alexander the Great. No, Alexander the Great was Aristotle's teacher. So Albert the Great, he read a lot of Albert the Great. I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Let's look into it because I think that's important. Because I read that recently, I thought. Um, yeah, so it's from that source about like it's from a university. It's it's a good source. It's from let's see, I'll just say who the University of Texas at Austin. Okay, so this is what we got. A student of Plato's tutor, tutor, a student of Plato's tutor to Alexander the Great and founder of his own philosophical school. Uh, Aristotle, 384 to 322 uh, BC, wrote highly influential works on an astonishing range of subjects, including the physical universe, biology, politics, rhetoric, logic, natural philosophy, metaphysics, and ethics. Next to the Bible, he was the most important authority for two of Dante's favorite Christian thinkers. Yeah, okay. So these are Dante's favorite Christian thinkers. Albert the Great and his student Thomas Aquinas, both of whom strove to validate the role of reason and to sharpen its relationship to faith. The influence of Aristotelian thought on Dante is perhaps most apparent in the content of a philosophical work, Convivival, the argumentation of a political treatise, De Monarchia, De Monarchia, De Monarchia. Monarchia and the moral structure of hell inferno okay nice all right so yeah dude dude was influenced by aristotle but we know like albert the great and aquinas was like basically who that was like his language like that's a, that was his thing and he also liked virgil right because he talks about virgil leading him through uh in a nutshell the dude wrote like read a lot you know the guy read a lot dante read a lot so I'm here getting kind of excited thinking of the fact that um, he's pulling, he's clear he's, he's pulling from not just Christianity when he's developing his work, you know? So it's like, it's, 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 it's interesting, you know, but it's like not, cause it's, if you interact with it, like as just like a literature, right? Just as this, just the text and, you know, I think you live it differently, right? But I um I had heard about some professor's understanding of Paradise Lost, and um, it was interesting because the guy, and I I think it was cool because I, you know, I asked I talk I have really great talks with my mother, and I always she always gave me really good answers, you know, or I think like the way I experienced my mother and some um, most of my siblings like okay you know like in moments where they like do something really nice to you you know like um there's countless times like my siblings have done great nice things for me and in those moments you feel like most alive like you're experiencing life and in those moments of feeling like the love of life you know like whoa my life is cool moments those are good moments (sighs) i felt like i had to (laughs) those are terrific moments celebrate them celebrate them like my family like we my gosh i just every beautiful like every like my mom made things so terrific for us and then even my father like he was cool like about like making things special like for me at least you know and i say me at least because i experienced them uh, a lot of these moments um i'm very grateful you know like i am very grateful for such a life and i um it, like you even remember like See, popular again. That's why the like, modernity, or sorry, like, it being in a modern times and talking about things in a way that's the vernacular, in a way that's understood by people. 
it makes it relevant you know it may not be just strictly like academia or feel like oh this is this is like the same stuff of aristotle you know dante's inferno is not divine comedy is not the same stuff of of aristotle it's it's like more like john steinbeck you know it's more like of mice and men it's literature and um i just wanted to read it as something more than that i wanted to elevate its status i thought it could speak to me in the ways that those moments with my family or those special moments even with some friends speak to me and i think like even like right now like and then mostly when i do or do these podcasts like i have done a lot you know and i had to censor and modify and kind of like think about is it good to keep all of this you know public you know is it good to just like these are my stances on things and it just seemed a bit like too much exposure too much um ways that you can make maybe upset someone you know and um i i think the biggest one is like when i have to correct some of the things that i've said like i'm a hard like i'm like hard I try to be at least hard on my, I try to listen again to these podcasts and critique myself. And I'm, I I think I'm fairly critical of myself and that's where I would take down the podcast because like that information wasn't as accurate as it could be, or you could think about this more. And, um, it wasn't fair to just like have that online and another thought, um, meaning like like a, a religious influence coming out in my speech is like, you don't lead people astray, you know, like you don't, that's a terrible to be like yeah I feed people bad information you know like I had talked about in the other podcast the other you know about the like the years even like Don like I said like Dante of Columbus was like 50 years not right that wasn't correct it's like 100 years which is again see you have the potential to be a bad source you know essentially you have the um capacity to lie and um it's not a good it's not a good feeling you know that isn't a good feeling that i don't think that is something made of the essence of god i know like you could feel that you know like it's all buddy today and i'm walking and he's like who's that man and it made me so happy because i although i didn't recognize the voice the voice like I couldn't instantly recognize it you know like I couldn't like I the mystery of it said it was this person so it was like I hope based off of this what I heard is this person and it was you know and it, it was like awesome because like we embrace each other we're like yo like you know let's 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 make plans you know kind of thing and um it refilled my spirit you know and, and it made me think about having talks today and throughout the week about um the divine comedy with those who I talk and discuss with, um, some were there just to listen, um, some modified my own thoughts, and, um, I think I need the people just to listen at first, and I talk to those people first, and then there's, like, I don't know, like, there's a transition, it's really, it's it's really interesting, it's really interesting, it's really, really interesting because of, um, like it reminds me I used to come home from school and I would um you know typically sometimes walk like I think as I got older I liked walking with the friends I think that's good you get to let all this bad stuff out stuff that you shouldn't take home (laughs) you know like really don't take don't take your um, work home you know like don't take your home to work really truly yes like but like so you don't get fired you know you're there to work like you're there to make money you know, like, it's a bummer, but, you know, like, if you're there and you're having a good time and you're meeting, making good relations, meeting people, like, you know, inter- interacting in a very natural, fluid way, like, that's a blessing, you know, to the point where, like, you know, I trust these people, like, work is, um, sure, we, there's the idea of work is work, but it becomes something more, you know, becomes something, um, a lot, like, a lot, you know, it's a part of your life, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a part of my life, so why not make it what I want? Like, in the sense, like, um, what fits me as a person, right? Like, what makes me feel comfortable, so, you know, you don't want to 
exist and be in a in a like a stagnant state you know a, a state where it is this way when there's a lot of policy you know in the workplace that uh, grants a lot of freedom you know and a lot of respect to workers and that's a lovely thing you know because it depends like not all workplaces have to be that way you know some could be um bad states you know just like a bad state like a like a, any state or any um community right it, any community could be good or bad or neither you know so do we make a workplace that's just like neutral super neutral in the sense that um just oh this hour goes by oh this hour you know like a drag which is okay sure but i think if you could smile and just you know how to engage in a way that's um I like say I like using the term beautiful. Um, one that's adds value to others. One that respects others and um, or makes their day or makes them happy because everyone's different, you know. So like, what's what elevates one soul may be different than another person's soul. Really, you know, just it really is just the way it is. Like, there's certain topics that um, still aren't like necessarily. Um, okay to talk about they're taboo you know and even those types of subjects um, I guess I suppose that's like why there's psychologists you know right and and the reason why I think it's important is because of um, like I said you you have a workplace where everyone just like yo we're here to make money but they respect you and they're like hey this job um is easier when we're on the same team you know so when you're on the team you actually believe in this team things change because i think a team is like a state right like if a community is a state and the individual is a state team must be a state too and i think this is really i think a very large part of the inferno sounds weird but like Dante's there writing about himself. Dante's writing about Dante, who is experiencing how, as a team, how do I know this? Because he's with Virgil, and they're talked to by other people that are kind of like investing in Dante because they clearly know the guy's not a, a, he's a tourist, you know, he's a tourist, and they want to show him, like, what's up? You know, they want to teach him about how. I think a beautiful moment is Virgil gets so upset with Dante when Dante's engaging with the afterlife, the, this one being hell. He gets so upset at Dante. He's like, because Dante's engaging with all these souls and he's talking and he's asking all these questions and he can't stop looking. I think that's what the text kind of writes. That's what Dante writes. Says Dante can't stop looking, you know, Dante can't keep his eyes off the flames that just are frying up this dude here, who I think it's uh, not Ulysses, the other guy. But anyways, Virgil's like, hey man, if you want to just keep on being a part of this system, like you want to keep on being in this state, you want to keep on talking to those in that state, you could stay. Like, if you want to stay in hell, go ahead. Forget it, you know, I'm no more and even if you want to like stay like i'm gonna correct you in such a way that will make you like if you want to understand how i'll show you how right now and he like disapproves of him so much that dante's soul can't take it dante's like he's like um what did i do wrong like but dante knows what's wrong you know and what i mean is like Dante being enthralled with hell um, he knows it's not something that is good for his soul and when Virgil corrects him he's like yeah that guy cares about me let's go Dante's writing this also like to us like these behaviors like all these people are like okay some people are dying in the black death does that mean you go and raid other people's goods other people's cities do you go and raid the middle east do you raid the middle east and 
engage in these crusades are those things we do are those things that we're doing pleasing to God and I think a lot of the readers understood that it wasn't you know like just naturally like maybe if they had no context of even the Bible they were like pre Loxians, you know like they believe in inalienable behaviors you know and uh, or something just uh, natural about humans that they're like yeah like I like this thing where I'm able to make choices and like like I just go and walk around and discover things you know and um I, there's that like I could keep going like if there's a waterway I could build something and just do it figure it make a way across and um imagine like tearing down that tree and um someone's like yo you you can't do that that's not your tree and it's instantly like they take you away from exploration <laughs> you know and um I think uh the readers of the the black during the black death that are probably engaging in a lot of you know just they're not even thinking about God you know they're not thinking about things of the spirit they're like just living in a certain state black death you know so it's I think it's like let there be light like the opposite you know I heard that there's some cool things going on but I think the more you look into how many wars were in Europe again this is we're just talking here because that's like western thought western theory and the schools of western civilization are birthed um, shows you how like relatively short lived the um, American history has been it's kind of exciting I think this idea is exciting now even more exciting but um you know Dante's time period who knows how people were living like if you go through the the time when he exactly like lived it, there's just like a, like a lot of war you know a lot of they're trying to figure out if there's going to be a kingdom and who should be in charge um so there's like a city like polis fighting cities like cities are divided like, that's terrible like sometimes it could have happened kind of maybe like read like modern times but it's like everyone's like yo like literally like washington dc that's where it's all at and that gives a structure and there's like my like friend who um is like going down that path and they're really cool and i support them you know and and it's like i don't want it to like collapse you know and so again like there's some people that don't understand or and I say don't understand. Like they have no framework of like they don't they don't know anyone in those in these powerful or a you know a spot a position like a city force you know and um um that's okay you know like that's totally okay because so those people that are in those roles and they don't know anyone like at a personal level you know we really they really and when I say we like because it's I really like love cities like the um. I like I like America, you know, like I do, like I really do. I like America in the sense that um, the Constitution is really cool. Like the Constitution distributes power to like all these communities it, to you, the, to you the individual, like to you, you, you sitting down listening, kind of thing. Like you, the American, have these rights that are given to you by the Constitution. It's very exciting, you know. Like it's not like like oh you have to be this certain way and believe like this and think like this for you to be respected not at all like even you uh, listening and you're like this point i don't you know all these points that you don't agree with like that's awesome like you let me know and i was like okay cool like and the reason why i think it's important is because that is a democracy right that's where we're you're open to like the opinions you can't get all mad and, and be like they are making me lose sales because they're boycotting my book it's like you have people have the right to boycott a book an idea that's part of a democracy you get rid of ideas that are bad you know <laughs> you get rid of bad ideas because they're bad for society it's like this evolution i mean that's like anthropology right but um that's why i i, I think it's really curious that um like divine comedy is still it's still taught but it's not like we don't speak we don't talk about it in the streets like i think like the last text that was talked about like crazy was like 50 shades of gray like, i remember it maybe says maybe it was because at the time i worked at a starbucks and um i was um 
and how like Starbucks has a certain state, you know, it's like a certain vibe. It's a certain uh, order, you know, coffee is an order, right? O order. And I always think about like, well, I'm sure I was talking to my buddy, another buddy of mine, uh, who is friends with the buddy that saw me today. But it's cool because we're talking about chemical engineering, essentially. <laughs> and, um, he's talking about chemical engineering. He's like a little kid, right? And he's like, just he describes the story. But like, you know, it's things we smell um, influence us, like really our state, like frankincense and myrrh, you know, it's like, it changes how we be. <laughs> Cause like, we're carrying this smell, you know, this fragrance, like, like, like if you're talking to someone, their breath smells like you like the person, but it's like their breath smells, you know? And in, mo in the most courteous way, you're start peeling away from this conversation. Um, It's funny because I, I was reading something, you know, in the word about that, like the odor of Christ. Um, but like, <laughs> um, I was, yeah, anyways, like it, it's a, it's a really, it's a really interesting concept, but I'm, I don't think Dante had a, I mean, it wasn't associated with the church. Like when you're hearing it and listening to it, um, it's not like in a church, you know, like it's not the word of God. So we're they are talking about this maybe it smells like barley you know or maybe it smells like beer like ale you know because maybe that's where it's being talked about it's not being taught in schools yet so that would be a, maybe another place for me to investigate in, in the future um so what i'm saying is like that's why like yeah, i think if you used to get to the point where you're like where you think about a text and you're like what is when this text was made what did it smell like? <laughs> I always trip out on that because, like, we, my whole family, great, like, such amazing thinkers, right? And my mother would always talk about, like, when you, would, and I'm sure maybe other mothers too, like, in, the, in like, maybe this quality of, like, uh, there, I love the concept of Republican motherhood. I think it's taught in, like, a lot of um, American politics courses or even uh, I learned it in history um, with one of the greatest people ever like greatest people ever straight up like hands down but uh my my ap us history teacher and um i think it's interesting how uh, republican motherhood they say shaped like this america that would become great you know america that would become fulfill manifest destiny you know <laughs> and, and it's kind of like messed up because you're assigning all those that those behaviors to um moms you know um but i think even you know the fact that there's like the mom in, in that early in that in eastern america like eastern colonial america or post-colonial america you still um you know they were maybe more involved than what existed before i know this is a huge tangent but what i'm saying is i think even mom or women were beginning to gain some respect because like before America, like, what are we talking, like, besides Native American populations, um, and maybe America learned from Natives, Native American culture, right, because they came and inhabited this land, maybe America has this, like, democratic vibe, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Native American populations, like the Pueblos, they loved their women, they, that was a uh, matriarchy, um, so, uh, you know, Western, previous, like, the <laughs> Europe, not the case you know they're like holy father and then all these nuns you know live in who knows where you know and it's like kind of weird it's like what you know like why does the men get all the big houses and the big churches and they're the lord you know and, and whatnot you know and, and everything just male-centric <laughs> so not you know Republican motherhood, or maybe women were beginning to assert themselves and get in that respect, you know, they're like, hey, dude, a hey, colonial dude, like, I was, like, on Georgia, and there was this guy from Spain, and, like, straight up different culture, kind of the same, but, like, different, and, like, I could straight leave, <laughs> or westward expansion, um, yeah, I'm getting abused in, uh, Puritan society, like, little post period in society in Boston like I ran away married a Native American kind of you know like that's a story that could occur and vice versa like the males could bounce and who knows what but 
there's more freedom there's more opportunities like in in britain you, like you couldn't go down the street or <laughs> you're over in london and to think that there may be some sense of anonymity maybe maybe not ex doesn't exist i don't know though so different times so i think these states or the lands and the places do have a set a certain essence you know and my i got my mom she would talk about like the essence of like disneyland you know a lot of people love disneyland i like disneyland like i, I went through a point where i was just being funny it being a rascal and we talk about disney but disney's cool like disney like made bank you know they're really wealthy and whatnot that's cool like it's a really good idea really good um sounds and chemicals going on when you enter main street usa and it it, it, it i think it elevates the soul <laughs> it, it does I, it has to it's just such a successful idea so i think um people as states and places as states and um i think it's really accurate you know people behave as states and um, they carry these essences with them and mm, i think uh, when you enter, enter a text like the inferno or the divine comedy you know it's a it's a living thing well, you can you can you, it doesn't have to be but you can interact with it as a state and you go into the state and you engage with that state and you could kind of pull off from it and go back into your realm and think about these things so you're still like in that state of thinking about these things and yeah that's how you're perceiving things through this con like you're living life through the context of this document it's like a living now like and people do that with like i said the bible except it's elevated even more you know like people and myself it even you know like it's like the living breath of god and i want you know i think it's, it's cool to mention that because like I think the the divine comedy did help me re-enter that belief, really, because it's 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 a it's more of a peaceful state to realize. Like I know most people don't need, some people don't need. I would say most, because like I I don't know the data. I really don't know the data on this, but meaning like who believes and who does not. And I think uh, the, the idea of like letting things go and being a man of peace person of peace and uh turning the other cheek and uh, like tomorrow has enough problems all by on its own like chill out like um you'll know people by like their fruits you know like you don't have to get all caught up in thinking about them you think about like when you engage with them like what are the fruits here you know what are the what are the are they good are they bad does this person give off a good aroma do they make me feel good you know is their essence good and so when their essence is good you choose to be around these people so that's what i'm getting at is we like the good and i think um sometimes to learn about the good is you do experience inferno or you live life and you learn about what is also bad what is putrid what um doesn't sit well for you and so um i had those thoughts today yeah i had those thoughts today because i um don't think i said enough about inferno i wanted to i just kept thinking about it all day and i haven't started purgatorio yet but it, it could wait i think i'm still thinking about inferno and i may think about more um, ideas as conversations roll out throughout i probably tomorrow and then i finally have some days i'll have a day to kind of relax and um I I think I, at that point it will be a good time to close Dante or The Divine Comedy because I have another book to read and I, I'm just thinking about having to do these things which is fine it's just there's so much I could say about the, the, or I wanted like now like you think about The Divine Comedy or you, you think about Inferno and I think it's alive, like in the sense that text, a text where you keep coming back to it. Um, why, you know, like really why? Like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Like I know why I keep on breathing. I know why I keep on eating. I know why I keep on reading you know but to think for a little bit on why you return to 
a poem. There's no lot like why. Why would you return back to something that you could truly live without? And um, it's interesting. <laughs> it's so interesting. The whole idea of it and the, the historical relevancy of it, which I talked about because the vernacular, that's how we kind of began. But like this idea of the vernacular, you could talk about this without really getting in trouble. Like, it's not like you're preaching. You're, you're talking about the divine comedy, which is like a lot like preaching. It really is. That's why I think it's interesting. Um, it's going to sound like preaching, which isn't ideal. Um, it, like in today's world, like in today, I think in today's workplace, like um, a lot of people my age, like we lived through a time where they're talking about taking out like the word amen in public schools and how that could potentially be disruptive and a lot of parents were mad and so the discourse on the topic was I would not I mean I would not think it was like chill you know like I would think it was pretty heated um, you're talking about tradition in a perceived Christian nation saying that in their schools that they can't utilize a term that references um, certain monotheistic religions, you know, and the monotheistic religion probably felt like, what the heck, you know, this is what we do, and the other people are like, that's unfair to other religions, you know, you know, and like, I think, like, for personally, like, if you're in school and you're, you know, talking about, um, like, prayer and Oh, I can't find it. I thought I always thought it this um certain idea had I don't know this might be interesting that's why yeah because I was thinking of the Pledge of Allegiance then I don't I, anyways it was basically like the idea of like saying I mean, you know I pledge allegiance to the flag oh my gosh I'm sorry my phone had some difficulties see where is it at I keep losing this See, in 1954, in response to the communist threat of the times, President Eisenhower encouraged Congress to add the words under God, creating the 31-word pledge we say today. Balamy's daughter objected to this um, alteration. Alteration Today it reads, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands one nation under God. Yeah, indivisible liberty and justice for all. So that was what I was thinking of. Um, I was thinking about the idea of removing that part of you know or, the, or not me but i'm saying like the language that we grew up in i grew up in a time when people actually talked about removing that idea of, like under god from um a text that was kind of mandated it seemed mandated by law like we all in public schools had to say that and so it was it's just interesting to me um how like joy i mean to learn that dwight house and white d eisenhower pushed this to show the, the power of freedom of religion in um our state like just because it's in the text like like you don't have to believe that <laughs> like it shows you the power of freedom of religion as opposed to a state that says you can't believe in anything but the state 
you know, that is not freedom of religion. Saying, like, no God. Shoot, hello, hello. Okay, I just got excited there. But, like, you know, communist states, totalitarian states, dictatorial states, uh, despotic states, too many words to describe a state that is so less than... um, um, what kind of what ours is <laughs> like it's, it is unique but um you know freedom of religion does exist like that's powerful and you know the text itself um like people could straight up not say that pledge you know it, it gets through the historical idea of the pledge of allegiance you could see how america is really cool like it, it's a cool it's a cool system and so um that's my thoughts there i don't know why i'm like defending america i just I, because I've had had, you know, in a certain approach towards America, and I, I think I just, if you look at the Constitution and you think that's the way to go about it, you know, that's the way to engage with your state. Um, it, you know, it's like those are the rules, you know, <laughs> those are the rules. I'm sorry, it's just those are the rules, and I to, I to think that I could just, you could just dismantle or get rid of it all, and, um, like, that's your argument, like, just, like, yeah, let's just forget about all the rules, and, like, that's, like, the Joker, you know, like, in The Dark Knight, like, he's, like, anarchy and, like, chaos and all that stuff, like, it's, like, nah, like, I see the appeal, but... Um, I, there's gotta be like a mob, you know, like mob cool, and that's not cool. Like, that's the structure. So, there has to be some type of alignment. There has to be some type of standards rules. And so, um, you know, they, they always said like Aristotle, he kind of shapes out modern societies and giving these non like theistic um, rules of how a, a system should be set up. You know, he wrote ethics. He wrote politics. You know, and the, there's even the Republic by the, the Socrates, and um, you know, I think it's like that's different than like the Bible, and that's different than um, some of Theologica, and that's going to be different than Dante. But there's a lot of similarities because both are still saying that there needs to be some type of standards. You know, we got to live by a certain standard, a certain rule. And um, that may seem obvious. That really may seem obvious to those who are made up of what is good. You know, like those that are um, been taught, you know, like that they have rights, inalienable rights. And there are certain ideas that could violate those rights. And when that goodness is corrupted, when that goodness is corrupted, or, or it, someone attempts to corrupt that goodness, that the user has the inalienable right to choose to reject that state. You know, that state doesn't occupy their whole existence. They had the opportunity to do what they want with their life. And part of that means rejecting bad states. Getting the hell out of hell. Really, getting the hell out of hell. I don't have to look at these sinners getting burnt. I don't have to think about them. I can just focus on doing what I got to do for me. And Dante, you know, is going to move on to that as he enters Purgatorio, like, right away. I have my, I'm acting like I haven't already started. Because I really have, like, I haven't really, like, um, ran with it yet. But, um... Is this Kratos? I want to check this character in the beginning though he's like um he's like the gatekeeper to purgatory and i um it's cato sorry cato he's a roman political figure of the first century he fought against julius caesar in battle and rather than compromise his principles by coming to an agreement with his enemies he committed suicide so yeah i could see why it'd be very surprising to find him in a place that isn't hell but it's kind of maybe it's um keep forgetting i'm so sorry because there's like so many thoughts that i keep thinking about as i talk about it you know um is it i want to check because i always i still always get these people confused 
Yeah, there, I'm sorry. Socratic dialogue. Socratic discussion, right? But, um, you know, Socrates dies drinking the hemlock, da-da-da. It's like that, you know, committed suicide for principles. And there's something beautiful about holding the ideal, doing what's right, um, even if it goes against, like, the certain flow of um, um, social rules. And um, Cato, you know, is there entry. Okay, come on. How the heck did you get here, Dante? Oh, you're kind of on a mission. Another's will. Okay, let's go. And so, um, he's like really strict because even Virgil is like Virgil, who is supposed to be an owl, or Inferno, or like Limbo. He's in Limbo. Um, he's like, hey, Cato. Hey, guy, you're like awesome, and I love you. And Cato's like, yo, dude, remember, like, you don't have to talk like that here. You don't have to flatter here, you know? You don't have to flatter. Let's just talk. Tell me what you need. Tell me how I can help. Let's go. Let's get this bread, so to speak. Uh, more. Let's get to the top of uh, Mount Purgatorio. And that is kind of where I'm at. Um, I look forward to continuing um, and talking about that. Purgatorio. I think maybe this will be the last part of Inferno. We'll probably come back and mention it here and there. But um, I think I've said what I needed to be said um, for the second part of um, um, what I think about when I... When I, when I think, when I read, or as I read, and as I lived and experienced um, as masterpiece, the, um, the, a standard to see what is good fruit, you know, because you're seeing what is bad for, you know, these are bad choices made by bad actors, and, or, these are bad choices made by actors who, in th- these moments, did these really bad things that began to define these individuals, so, I, uh, you know, it shows you that, and you're like, I don't want to be like that. You know, it's it's a it shows you what good fruits is through like a natural like um reorganizing for you. Like you're doing it yourself, of course, but you're like, okay, I'm gonna choose to reject these ideas of a lesser uh, quality. Um, but yeah, there it is, and let's see. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate the many conversations I've had that have influenced this. Um, I didn't get to miss it last time because I got cut off. Yeah, I guess these things only record for 59 minutes. <laughs> it's all good. But with that, I, um, I hope all are well. Um, for those who have graduated, and I, uh, there's some people like I, that I have talked to about this that um, have graduated. So huge congratulations to you, um, to your families, and for those who have sacrificed for you to um, help you with that, but also, you know, really great job for you um wishing wishing you all good health and as always uh, god bless you all